Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with jazz vocalist Tatiana Eva Marie. On the new 2021 CD, I Double Dare You with jazz piano legend Terry Waldo. She opened up about the new single that came out, Button Up Your Overcoat, from this debut album that will be out in full force on August 6, 2021, out on Turtle Bay Records. She is an internationally renowned jazz vocalist, and she joins forces with this piano legend on a collaboration of upbeat jazz and pop songs from the 20s and 30s. They first met and started performing together at some famous New York City parties, and it just went on from there. Enjoy their story. Tatiana, thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You bet. My pleasure. And, and so your newest single, Button Up Your Overcoat, is coming out on your debut album, I Double Dare You, which is coming out on August 6th. And what I'd like to know is you've teamed up, teamed up with jazz piano legend Terry Waldo. Talk to me a little bit about how this musical union happened for you two. Well, I've known uh, Terry for for a few years now. We used to to um, end up at the same parties together all the time and, and, and play music. And, and I used to go hear him play as a ritual in my life because... Those were some of the of, of the most inspiring moments for me as a young uh, musician in New York City. So Terry and I, um, we we uh, started playing music together and being friends um, because I, I usually uh, just follow him around. It, for the past few years, it's been like this. I, I I'm just completely in awe of. Not only his talent, but also just the the amount of stories he's accumulated over uh, an entire lifetime of playing ragtime and and jazz. So to me, it's he's a treasure. So we started playing music together, and he's one of my heroes. So it was like a miracle to me. Um, and and uh, then uh, Scott Asen, who owns Turtle Bay Records, decided that we should definitely record an album together uh, with all the wonderful young musicians in the hot jazz scene in New York because it's a, it's a very important moment in history, I think. Well, and the interesting thing is is that, you know, now that the world's kind of waking up from COVID, you're covering a tune from the 1920s, and people say that there may be another roaring 1920s. Talk to me about this coming out during COVID in a time where People are waking up and probably wanting to swing and dance and feel good. Well, that's all I I wish for, of course. It's been a very difficult year for everyone who likes to go out. It's been a difficult year for New York, <laughs> which is party central. So, yeah, I, I think a lot of people are, are waiting impatiently for any opportunity to have a good time, have a drink, have dance, and, you know, just... I, I think that we need to lean into this whole Roaring Twenties coming back uh, thing. I think we, we should just completely let loose as soon as we all can. Yeah, I agree. So talk to me about how you got the jazz bug, kind of where you were born and raised and how the music became your life. I was born in Switzerland. Um, I, I grew up between Switzerland and Paris. My parents are both musicians. My my mother is a classical violinist. She used to live in New York before before I was born. She used to play at the Metropolitan Opera. And my father is a film composer. He used to front um, a 1920s style big band in Europe 
when I was growing up. So I used to very often sing with the band when I was about eight years old. That's how I was in contact with all this amazing music at a very young age, not only through his band, but also through all the the old films that I used to watch with him. Because I was home alone with my father a lot when my mother was on tour, and we would just binge watch 1930s, 1940s music, uh, film with all that beautiful music that there is in, in those movies. And that's how I really got the bug, I think, through through my parents and the unusual bohemian lifestyle I had as a child. So when you did finally get out to your very first live jazz show, what was it? And how did it make you feel? Oh, it was probably his his band that I saw first. Um, I just, I don't remember the first time I went out to a concert because I, I, as a baby, they just um, dragged me around everywhere. So to me, live music is, is like air. It's like breathing. Um, it's the most natural thing in the world to me. That's also why this past year has been uh, a disaster, <laughs> personally, because yeah. uh, if I can't be around um, people playing music, I, I, it feels like death, you know. As, as the uh, leader of the Avalon Jazz Band, you've been around a lot of heavy people, uh, Surreally Me and Cecile McLaurin Savant, and there's been a lot of others. What have you learned from these people that are what we would consider superstars in the realm of jazz? that have in turn helped you in your career and your growth? I guess what I've learned is that um, it's important not to compromise on on what you really believe in. The the people you mentioned are, are good friends. Yes, I've been fortunate enough to to, to share the stage with, with a lot of wonderful um, musicians, young and old. And the, the I think really the the common... Um, factor between all these fantastic people is that they they believe in something very strongly, and they're ready to take it to the to to the absolute end of its potential. Um, so that's what I learned um, being around these people is is that you don't compromise and you you can never ever be lazy, um, not emotionally and not physically. And uh, I think that's a good lesson in life in general. Yeah. What do you like the best about being a singer or a professional musician? I make people happy. That's what I like best. Uh, When I'm singing and I know that I made someone feel something, I, I made them smile, that's, that's a, a full life for me. Um, I, I can I can die happy <laughs> when Wonderful. when I know, when I know that I'm making that kind of a difference in someone's life, even for the time of one song, even if it's three minutes, I'll take it. It's it's I feel fulfilled completely. If you could get into a time machine and go back in time and see any jazz show in any era, where would you go? Who would you see? And and who would you want to talk to? <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, you, you know that that's a terrible question, right? <laughs> right, it can be, yes. <laughs> well, because I because I, I I could talk about it for about five hours, but yeah, um, I I love 
the thirties. Um, I really love the 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 aesthetic, the film, the music. I guess I would have loved to to be somewhere in New Orleans in the thirties. I think that would have been a really really good good thing. Um, yeah. I I love. Um, late twenties, early thirties jazz. So of course in New Orleans at that time a lot of amazing things were happening. Um one thing that, that people are not too too much aware of is um Louis Prima's band in the early thirties in New Orleans. Um because everyone remembers him for, you know, the Vegas stuff, the the big um I'm just a gigolo kind kind of thing. But um, I invite everyone to go check out the very early things he did when he was basically a kid, right? Um, so he was still living in New Orleans and obsessed with um, Armstrong, of course, and and playing in that tradition and playing very, very naughty, very uh, fun, very party-like. And that's something I, I would have liked to to uh, to see for myself. Um, as for having a, a, a drink with someone and talking to someone, um, I, I have a, a total obsession for Frank Sinatra. Um, I love him as everything. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he's obviously a, one of the greatest singers ever. Um, so I would have loved to to uh, get to know him, um, hang out with the Rat Pack and, and do all sorts of um, fun stuff with them, I guess. Um, but but also, I think he would have been a very interesting man to talk to because he, he thought a lot about his place in the world. And um, I try to do that too. <laughs> and um, he his way of, of interpreting music and words, um, that to me is, is the most inspiring thing. This is why I am so attached to this um, business, to this career, is that I just love the lyrics so much. I love telling the stories. And Frank Sinatra was a great storyteller. So if you could go back in time and and you have a dream, and you run into your younger self, hmm. like around the time you were starting out, and you could give your younger self one bit of advice based on what you've learned all the way up to this point, what would it be? Um, I think the, the advice would be, it's all worth it. Keep doing it. Um, and accept that um, life is not going to be easy, but it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> when we do return, when everybody kind of comes back, and hopefully there is another Roaring Twenties and everybody can feel good listening to great jazz, what do you hope we all realize about the absence of live music, both musician and the audience, whenever we get back into those environments? Um, I really, really hope that people will not have uh, been used to staying in their pajamas and, and watching television. 
I'm I'm a bit afraid that people are not going to to want to go out because it's too much of a hassle or something. Um, my my hope is that everyone will be over the top constantly. I want people to be extreme. I want people to to dress up more than they ever thought they could. I, I want everyone to just be a complete show horse and and have a great time in in the way um, our our ancestors did. You know, like I think that even up into the 80s, people would just like dress up like crazy when they went on the town and and just just um, show the world that that they're they're so ready to have a good time. Um, and and I think that that's also part of enjoying live music. It's not we don't go there just to to um to to get some. We go there to participate in in nightlife. And nightlife is is a miracle. It's a wonderful thing. You 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 don't yeah. You're not just sitting there at a concert. You're you're participating in culture. It's a wonderful privilege. It's a wonderful thing, and I I just hope that people understand that it it takes effort to do that, and you have to really believe in it. You have to believe that there's a cause, um, and that having fun with beautiful things around you is a very worthy cause. Between live shows that you and Terry will have as time moves forward and this new album that you have coming out, tell me why somebody out there that comes across your names or comes across your image on the Internet or sees this album, tell them why they should either see you, you two perform live or get this album. I always think it's very beautiful when um, different generations come together. So that's that's one very um, interesting thing about our project is that he is this this um, older um, ragtime pianist who's known everyone um, who played the actual ragtime music. He he uh, was uh friends with UB Blake. He was he's a part of history and um myself and the other musicians we're the younger generation but but we love this music so much. And so that bridge between generations where we don't consider this a museum piece at all. We just consider this really great music that we love but being played with all this history i think that that's very special and i think that that's something that can be moving to a lot of people um and apart from that it's just it's great music it makes you want to have fun and i think we we're in a very cynical time for music when you listen to the lack of harmony in music when you listen to the, the lyrics that I find dubious many times. Um, maybe you need to escape. Maybe you need to escape to, to something that just is fun and lighthearted and, and you can have a drink and a dance to, you know? Absolutely, I agree. 
Tatiana, that was wonderful. Wait, great way to wrap everything up. Thank you for taking a minute out from Neon Jazz. Good luck Thanks. with the album and the return to the stage. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Tatiana for her time, music, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com and for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.